0: A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Andrew Holland. <laughs> acting very nice very nice <laughs> lovely and even though your name is holland you're in the uk you're in manchester at embryo right now that's right yeah we're in our we're in the office so if you do hear anything backwards it's a busy
1: agency although we're not all in today um we've got about a 50 person agency here so um it's my team in today with the ppc team and a few others so it's it's if you see anybody bobbing around uh, hopefully the noise won't jump on into our our,
0: our, our session today right and you're called head of organic because you don't want to say SEO or is there a, another reason?
1: You know, that's, a, that's a, an interesting, um, yeah, it's interesting. So we've got our in-house content team, which I know is rare for a lot of agencies. So we've, which will be, we've got five in-house writers full time. So um, yeah, so we've got the content side and then we've got the SEO side and, and really they, the two were sort of working separately, separate channels mm-hmm. for a while. And they, we brought them under one and called it organic. Um, to separate from paid, really. So yeah, it is. There aren't many. I don't think it's meant. There's not many or, head of organics or the organic role. But it's it's yeah. No. You could call it SEO, but but the content writers they do other things other than the SEO as well.
0: Holland in the UK, brilliant, hands. <laughs> Uh, I actually prefer head of organic. It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I come from the SEO world, and more and more for me, I think. I think you know, SEO is part of what I do, but definitely not uh, even the biggest part anymore. Uh, there's so much more organic stuff going on around it, and the SEO is a way to package that organic for Google to make the most of. For me, what the bonus Google yeah. represents. Um, anyway, that was that's my little, uh, what is it called, rant. Um, <laughs> we always start with the brand SERP. Now, Andrew Holland, incredibly common name. yeah, <laughs> that we have a, a name quite this common. Not an insulting common, but popular, let's say. that's. I'm not John polite, Smith, I? am I? So, but, yeah. No. <laughs> I know what you so mean. If we, show, if we show the first uh, brand I took it in the USA to have a look at what we got there. and nothing, nothing to do with you, but we do have the people also ask who is Andrew Holland and the answer to that in people also ask is actually not you, unfortunately. <laughs> but then I had a look in the UK and what I found really intriguing, if we look at the next one, is they basically show you a range of images of Alan H- Andrew Holland. Hopefully, I would imagine, that kind of thing, hopefully you'll recognise the one you were looking for and you yeah. are in fact in there. That. That's me, yeah, I'm in there, yeah. That's fat me. I've, I've lost a few pounds since that picture. <laughs> Right. Um, I mean, I, I went through and if I actually you scroll down to the bottom, one of the uh, related searches is Andrew Holland SEO. Um, I'm, get, so I'm
1: getting there. I'm, I'm baby,
0: baby steps of brand stuff. I read your book and it's very good, by the way. Oh, thank you. very. Oh, I'm, now I'm terribly charmed. I've gone all, all <laughs> red. Um, but in fact, now you're going to have to get it to, to say uh, Andrew Holland organic because you don't say SEO anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a strange thing, the organic
1: word is. Um, I mean, we're going to have a good chat about seo and and things and, and throughout the next half hour and but yeah it, it's there's the role is called organic and i think that explains a lot more and and it, it explains the aliveness of um search engine results and the the general industry as well because there are so many threads to this that it's that it's very much an organic living thing rather than this yeah. linear path that, that i think that we tend to have this version in our brains we we simplify it for our brains i think whereas we, we don't understand the whole whole picture
0: right yeah and, and and one way to perhaps be able to get a bit of better view of the whole picture is actually to look through google is to do searches on google i mean i do brand searches because that's me thing and it gives you this incredibly good overview of your digital ecosystem, your marketing strategy, what's successful, what isn't, and what your audience or what at least Google thinks your audience is looking for around your brand. And I'm sure you could expand that idea out and do it around different topics to get a much better view of this organic uh, uh, Internet that we have, which isn't SEO, but it's still just looking. It's using Google as a as a as a viewing lens.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I have a really abstract, probably different view of SEO than a lot of people, certainly yeah. the, the view that's promoted. So, in the way I describe it is literally if you take a big tree, rip it up, turn it to the side, you know, you've got the branches are your business and and the business growth of the tree and the roots is the organic side and you've got entry points and you're and you're and you're putting links out there and and into your business from a wide range of sources across the internet we, we i think we generally get very obsessed with search engines and one in particular yeah. and and i think where organic itself comes from a wide range of sources um different platforms web 2.0's you know there's things there's all kinds of things that come in to the um into that listing into that that what we're called embryo you know it, it, it it's if we think of it as the internet as a living breathing thing rather than this fixed machine-like process um you know organically you can grow from a wide variety of sources i mean One of my favorite um, marketers, Seth Godin, for example, Mm -hmm. who's presence online if you actually look at his presence and seth is actually quite scathing on seo whenever he talks about it he talks about the salt mines of seo the gamble but then when you actually look at the ecospheres where seth is represented he's on every platform youtube if people take his presence put it on tiktok i'm pretty sure he's not on tiktok but in terms of people take his content put him on tiktok he exists across the internet and in a wide variety of, of places uh, because of, of of his marketing approach putting his brand out there uh, bigger and better so organically he's there's doorways into his business into his main website across the the internet but not created by him and certainly probably not optimized by him so that's the kind of way I look at it
0: yeah and that's a really really interesting point about other people using your content to create new content or citing you or talking about you and as you say you know he appears on TikTok without actually being on TikTok himself, and um, we we often forget that. We're actually the interview I did with Anton earlier on. We did an interview about CaliCube Tuesdays, and one of the things I want to do is place that on third parties and get third parties to write further content to try to get that kind of third-party collaboration and uh, recommendation in Google's brain about that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think this is. A uh, Seth who I take a lot of inspiration from. Seth really, in terms of, in the challenge for me from Seth is saying, you know, SEO is not right. <laughs> yeah, good, good shout. Um, you know, Seth is quite scathing about about the whole SEO industry, really, and search engines as, as a whole. But then, if you actually break down and have a look at his his profiles online or where he's coming the actual source tends to be one is books obviously he's writing things and creating content, but he creates thought provoking content, which is certainly, I, I know I have a reasonable following on LinkedIn. Right. So he's creating things that get others talking about and creates, gives people options for thinking differently, which I think this podcast is probably very good positioned at right. doing is this, you know, this, this whole next half hour is, is us giving options for people thinking differently. And some of those sound bites will then get taken and then put elsewhere and, and reused and put onto third party sites, which provide links into the business and spreading the message organically across the web, rather than thinking how can I rank on a search engine and how can I go build links? How many outreach emails do I have to, to say? Now, when at, we have to be careful in the word thought provoking It's not, doesn't have to be prov- provocative in terms of trying to get people's attention or rage uh, by, by going against them. And a lot of people do that, but you can be mm. thought provoking um and give people options for thinking differently without having to upset the whole of the internet or get, get, try and do that deliberately and trying to be scandalous as we see online in places. And I think that's the thing with Seth succeeds very well is the amount, the sheer amount of volume uh, that he's able to produce content-wise, and and that penetrates the internet. And over time, I mean, he's been doing it what for like twenty years now. Things like that, and you know, you sh- how many websites have been around for twenty years, and how many how many businesses actually even put that kind of effort into their marketing, where they're going to market every day with with giving people information that they can use and they can talk about.
0: Probably right. few. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I now realise I've got a lot of cap- catching up to do because I'm starting twenty years too late. Um, <laughs> you, me, both. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the. Sorry, I was thinking, but don't want to forget the sponsors. If we can have the sponsors up before we carry on, I'm sorry to interrupt in the middle, but I keep forgetting, hey. uh, and I get told off, uh, Anton. Yeah, so join me every week on CaddyCube Tuesdays. Here are some of the amazing people we've had on. That was from 2021. We're now in 2022. That's every Tuesday. And this is produced in partnership with WordLift, who are an amazing AI company who have the artificial intelligence you need to grow your traffic. And then this week, I wanted to announce that CaddyCube Pro, which is our SaaS platform that I've built, we're now offering a knowledge panel done for you service that we do for you. So please do contact us if you're looking to build or to manage a knowledge panel for yourself or your business. So that was the sponsor's moment. And I wanted to move on now to branding because I a mean, knowledge panels really huge in branding. Google understands who you are and you're saying SEO becomes brand marketing
1: yeah yeah so this goes back again again all, all past sort of lead to Seth in many ways so years ago I took a very expensive Seth Godin course and uh, which was which was really interesting because it allowed me to Understand marketing from a very different perspective, and his challenge, one like I said, he's, he's he's scathing on SEO. And hold on, this is my career SEO. How can he be so scathing when you've got this marketer? So it forced me to challenge my views on SEO in terms of what it was. And one of the viewpoints that that Seth puts forward is there are two types of marketing: direct advertising, right. and brand marketing. So direct advertising, anything where we're asking people to take a specific action, you know, we place right. a, a click here, buy now, take this free offer. Offer. It's things that we can quantify with a result where we ask for a specific result. Everything else is the cost of telling your story of your business and the story you want to tell the business. Now, it's for me, I looked at SEO and said, well, okay, it does dabble a little bit into, into the direct advertising world and um, a very famous uh, marketer named um, Drayton Bird who said on, the whole of online was direct advertising. So I've got these, you know, you've got these... Tremendous views that were conflicting. So, so I had to have a look at it and thought to myself, well, hold on a second here. SEO really fits into the brand marketing side. It's the cost of telling right. the story of your business to the world. And I think you've got to put it there. To, yes, it, like anything else, like Seth says, brand marketing does sometimes create revenue, and it does create revenue, it can create revenue, but it's not necessarily from that one <laughs> click. It's not necessarily from that one mm. that one page that you necessarily gain that revenue. So when I looked to that, and I was thinking, to myself, how do I align these type of views putting SEO into that direct sorry that brand marketing group then changes budgeting because as Seth famously says is direct advertising you should spend money and make money whereas brand marketing you set a budget and you spend it all and that's a very different comparison set with SEO so rather than saying what's my ROI of SEO it's a case you're saying this is my budget and this is what we're going to do because seo it makes sense to create content it makes sense to leverage search engines and it makes sense to um to leverage the ability of the internet but the actual content and the brand purposes are for different things so and that that whole ideology led to me doing a lot of research and um work around behavioral science so when we look at branding and what a brand is a brand really is a guarantee of something not being awful and if we talk about um rory sutherland talks about this very much and if we talk about what a brand is it's a guarantee that something is not bad and we'll pay a a premium for things not being bad that's the truth about things and what greater way To leverage things is that you've got a business that's creating content and has got a lot of content on site and also ranks in Google. So I think of search engine results pages as doorways into your business. But if they land on your site, your site becomes its own search engine. Where the user can stay, it can search. They can search for content. Sometimes there's a search box. Sometimes they're the coming the category pages, and you can see things. And the longer they stay, the more likely they are is to form that opinion of the brand that that you've invested so much into your reputation that you're not likely to be bad. If that makes sense.
0: Yes, no, it does. And kind of what that strikes me there is that in fact Google is then basically recommending you and it's giving you the credibility so the mere fact that you're ranking on google gives you the credibility that allows people or encourages people to think well they're not bad and that was the other thing i'm thinking is you're saying it's not bad that's a very low bar i was thinking we were all looking to be great
1: and um, yeah i mean it's, it's some there's some great analogies in behavioral science and of said that you know um we will we will pay immensely or pay a premium for them to reduce the risk of failure that's what we're going to do and we're not sure what signs we're looking at so the nielsen norman group have got some great research papers in relation to um how online conversion happens and they do mention something called google gullibility which is the fact that the very oh. fact of being ranked on google is a um, what they call a signal of credibility now in behavioral science or costly signaling, we all know that being ranked on Google on the first page takes effort. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows it takes effort to create good content. Even though on a subconscious level, if you're reading a 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 word mega post, which is full of detail, full of depth, it's like, great, this has taught me everything I need to know. Then you know that effort went into that because we're very taught from it. We know from our school days, the effort that's involved in creating content and writing. Yeah. So the, the we know that. We also know that that businesses on Google have to be listed in order in relation to queries. So that that positioning on there is enough to subconsciously send to people a credibility signal, and that makes the whole conversion element process. It doesn't mean they're going to necessarily click on, you know, you're um, going to convert there and then, but already you are part of what Google calls the messy middle. I don't know if you've seen the messy middle paper. If you had a look at that. Uh, no, no, think explain
0: Google. it to me. Now I'm suddenly... Oh, wow. The
1: OK. So, uh, think with Google, if you, if you were to Google, think with Google and the messy middle. Up comes their research paper that talks about the messy middle, which is a big part of what we do here at Embryo. So, the messy middle works on... Um, some research Google have conducted in relation to how people buy online and it, it is a process. There's an exposure to a subject or, or to an industry product and what happens is there's a trigger. Now, triggers can happen internally or externally. You know, internal triggers can be boredom and you go to Instagram or boredom and you search for things external or it could be just, I feel like going on holiday. You know, I'll let me look on the internet for holidays. I feel like a weekend away an external trigger might be a tv ad it might be somebody somebody else's photos on holiday that they've seen on facebook and things like that so your internal external triggers happen and Mm -hmm. at that point you then head off to the search engine result pages and then you start to search and the first thing google says is, is what you do is explore and you type in and they've they've done the studies done the touch points and you explore in depth you know and you know what this is like if you're buying a product or service you explore you look at the options you find out uh, the you know uh, how to do something what's involved in something you do all these exploratory searches until eventually you start to evaluate and you move into the evaluation sphere so you then start to look at best cheapest potentially you know fastest you compare products with one another you compare destinations with other. you look at things to do you 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 know you you're making this um you're looking at reviews on holidays and things like that so there's a wide range of things you do to evaluate and then eventually having evaluated your options and reduced them down you then purchase or if something's not right on the purchase side you then go back into that phase again and of course remembering because (laughs) Life is busy, full of interruptions. At any one time, people jump in and out of these searches from days, months, weeks at a time. You know, if you're thinking about buying a car, it could take a year before you choose your car. If you're thinking about buying a house or moving areas, it could take a lot longer for that. So there's there's a wide range of um, options and, and things that go on inside that search sphere.
0: But realistically, you know, the messy middle dictates an awful lot of what we do online. Right, okay, brilliant. Wonderful explanation, very clear. Um, and if we come back to the exploration or the discovery phase, the research phase, more and more of the Google SERPs are just full of that and they're trying to to cover this entire, entire exploration. And I think particularly about um, product knowledge panels, uh, is that they will show you the reviews they will show you reviews from around the web by different paper by different media outlets options for the products options to buy the product um, and that's going to be increasingly the case and what people are saying on SERP SEO is going to become increasingly important because Google are bringing all that together yes. for efficiency purposes they want to get people to the solutions of their problem as efficiently as they possibly can. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about it, this
1: is the way I, I look at SEO. SEO is helps people to make decisions that right. they'll be happy about. So, you know, if we say marketing, generally marketing is about making change happen. And if the change doesn't happen, the marketing fails. And what we want to do is we want the the SEO really should help people to make the decision of choosing the business, product or service. And part of that is brand. I loved your book by the way, in terms of how you put the the brand something that actually um, just behind me yes it is very good you love my book say that again please i love the book because it introduced (laughs) something that and and it's something that we're actually bringing in going to be bringing in part of embryo in terms of that brand domination because i think it's that much more important because when someone hears about you from somewhere they google you and if you can own that brand sir i mean i say that my brand personal brand sir needs a lot of work i'll be ringing you after um but the the when you have that brand effect that you've gone to all that thing and all that effort and they can find all about about you conversion is vastly easier than it was before so you do not we think in the internet it's really linear terms but when branding when we talk about people just really want to make sure that they're not making a bad decision not necessarily the best decision um and oh. by by looking at the um the brand SERPs, looking at the knowledge panels, all these kind of things help people to make those decisions faster. Now, now people get upset with Google. Oh, they're taking away their traffic and things like that because they're thinking in traffic terms, not thinking in decision terms. So if the fact that you lose traffic, but people purchase quicker and you, but you don't know that because everyone's upset because Google, the fact that they're purchasing quicker and they can make decisions quicker that leads to you, that's a good thing. So, we shouldn't right. get necessarily obsessed by a lack of traffic because having a knowledge panel, having different things in the SERPs can actually help people to choose you faster
0: if you're doing the SEO right. Yeah, no, you've just explained incredibly well and convincingly what I kind of thought but didn't say very well. Um, but one of the problems I have is if people immediately say to me, all right, why am I going to spend all this time improving my brand, SERP? What's the ROI? What can I sell to my client as, as where they're going to make their money? Because that's what they're thinking. It is very linear. They're saying, I'm putting money or time into it, and it's not branding. It needs to bring in money. So go ahead. Yeah. And, and you see, that, that, is the, that is the part of the problem that
1: we've got as an industry. It's why I wrote a book, The Value of SEO, to get people to think of things differently in relation to SEO. A, oh, so people, a, people should read your book and then read my book. I think they should probably read your book first than my book because my book will probably supplement your book. It's a one-two combination. So um, I I think we all think of SEO, if we think of it as the brand marketing, SEO Mm. needs to be compared against other brand marketing, Um, you know, in terms of, okay, go past, look at the billboard industry. It's worth millions. And yet, um, and nobody, people pay for billboards, the vast majority of billboards are neither use nor ornament. They don't get rid fast enough. There's an action loop. They, they give no tangible data. Radio ads could be argued the same thing. They work because of memory architecture changes. So people read them enough or see them enough that changes the memory architecture and the relationship between a subject and a business but we don't monitor that. No one's asked about that kind of data. People view it by sales at the end of the year. They view it. Now we're trying as an SEO industry to be this, look at the ROI we generated, but we're not direct advertising. Direct advertising's job is to justify its ROI. I spent £1,000 on our ads this month. Mm-hmm. I should have £1,000 plus. That's that's the way it should work, or I should work on the back end and make money. The actual role of the, the SEO is brand marketing. We should be compared in other avenues, which nobody cares about the yeah, ROI of those things. It's because we've put ourselves as free ads over a period of years great yeah great call <laughs> so we,
0: just put up a blank billboard for people it, listening on the podcast
1: yeah you've got it so we we try and fight against direct advertising like free ads so many people think we're free ads still yeah. in this day and age when we're not what we are is to help people to choose people choose businesses and that's what we're about help and if we get ourselves back into that brand marketing bucket we don't have to worry about the arguments about ri because we're not here we supplement everything things like the direct advertising we yeah. are the we are helping people now there's going to be tangible data that we can use to justify our our reach you know which we, we we were seen by xyz people we've int- i love new users how many new people introduced we introduced to your business through yeah. seo so how many new people and these are the, are the right kind of people and we can fight against most other brand marketing broad brand marketing back your brackets you know TV ads has got more more direct and, and you know and it's a fantastic way, but a very expensive way to market your business. Yeah. And and a lot of a lot of this is very direct, very, very specific and very intentful.
0: And yeah, and 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 we it's a bit like in back in the days of the banner ads when we measured everything with click through rate and paid by the clicks and we we're getting two percent click rate, which seems astonishing these days. And we shot ourselves in the foot by saying that's the measurement and then as soon as that dropped we couldn't then sell it on anything else and in seo we've been saying you can sell lots of products through google by ranking in google the roi is the sales that you're going to be making directly from seo and as you're saying now we've got to pivot that and say well actually it's about brand
1: yeah, hundred percent. It's all about brand. It's all about trust. Brand is the the thing that whether it doesn't matter whether you are the small shop selling flowers on the corner and it does, or you are um the same interactions happen. Or if you're a big multinational multinational firm with several you know mega millions coming in, it's all about brand. It's all about decisions. How people make decisions is the important thing, and we should be thinking about how we help people to make decisions and how SEO does that, uh, and it, forms as a safety mechanism and the content on your website's vastly important showing up on google's vastly important we know that you know the brand panel's vastly important because it helps people feel secure that they're not going to get ripped off and they're not going to make a bad decision and we've we've lost the human elements what we've we've got into this this process of thinking it's just all about ranking clicks and traffic it isn't it's about decisions and there's many a graveyard of seo campaigns which were measured incorrectly because people were looking for the wrong metrics when an actual fact is if you judged it by the 12 month bottom line oh look, our sales have increased over the last 12 months we're not quite sure why but that's great which what do you think it was that seo company that we got rid of six months ago i don't know oh it'll be the sales team let's congratulate them so there's a lot of credit probably gone to s not gone to seo that they deserve because of the wrong measurements right yeah
0: and 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 that is kind of A problem from the perspective of in business in general, a company boss should be looking at, here's this budget, here's that budget, here's the other budget. At the end of the year, are we doing better or worse? And then we can adapt. And yet with SEO, people are saying, I need 10% more traffic every single month. And as soon as I don't get that 10%, I'm frustrated
1: yeah and it's a traditional way we measure things and even in embryo we measure things we show people the data and there's nothing wrong with being transparent about the data mm. and saying this is your traffic up this is a down and looking for reasons why traffic is down because the search panels have changed and mm. and things like giving that information but the end result of starting an seo campaign over time is your business shall grow and that's the mm. thing where you look at and certainly that growth can't necessarily be measured in 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 line with the SEO campaign, there's a lag factor because things take time to rank and to gain that benefit. And pardon me, many times you will look at an SEO campaign and if you've got a client long enough, you'll be able to see the results after 12 months, after six months, and the business results start to trickle in. And not necessarily where they think it's coming from and then we're always on this back foot trying to justify SEO. Whereas SEO, shouldn't we have to justify itself? We've got an abundance of information out there about why SEO is so powerful and what it does. It's just we've come really bad as an industry of articulating that uh, and we need to do that better.
0: That's an absolute brilliant conclusion. I told you I'd find the moment when somebody said something that wraps it all up with beautiful intelligence and you just did that, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Thank you everyone for watching. That was absolutely awesome. We're now going to do the passing the baton because next week we just got confirmation this afternoon from Pamela Wilson herself that she will indeed be there next week for making money online in midlife. Uh, I'm unfortunately a little bit beyond midlife, but I definitely feel in my heart that I'm still midlife, so that's going to make sense to me. Uh, Could you pass the baton, Andrew? We did this terribly early, so I hope I'm going to do a spin shot, so I think it's going this way, and I hope I did that right. (laughs) (laughs) You did. The baton is passed from Andrew Holland to Pamela Wilson. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, See you next week, and you get the outro song. A quick goodbye to and the show. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Anton, as well.